Welcome to the Health Pro Marketing Secrets Podcast, hosted by me, Christine Liepens. I'm here to teach you everything I know about building multiple full-time businesses online in the health and wellness space. Leave it to me to teach you the strategies, steps, mindset shifts, and actionable tips you need in order to start and scale your business to a full-time income and hit your first five to 10K month. So if you are ready to ditch the overwhelm and start building the health and wellness biz of your dreams, then go ahead and press play now and let's begin. Welcome to the show, everybody. I have Megan here with me, and I'm so excited to chat with her. We are going to chat all about Instagram today and how you can utilize this amazing platform to find your dream clients and build an audience of influence. So Megan is a IG strategist, and she is a wealth of knowledge. So I'm really excited to dive deep into the strategies behind Instagram today. And welcome to the show, Megan. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited. You are welcome. I'm very, very excited too. So I have a lot of things I want to pick your brain on. But before we start, let us know a bit about you, your background, you know, um, what you do, how you got into this space. Yeah. Let us know who we're listening to. Yeah. So, um, I live in Southern California and I actually started my business in the beginning of COVID because I saw a huge shift towards, um, online marketing and people going online a lot more often with the pandemic. And I saw, a lot of businesses struggle with social media. So um, I, decided to, I decided to start my own business um, and it's directed towards service-based business owners. Um, I help them turn their marketing strategies on Instagram from confused to confident. Um, and I just believe Instagram is such a powerful tool and I think it's really fun to use and a great way to market your business. So I love helping people do that. That's amazing. And I agree with you 100%. It is such a beautiful platform. Like it's, it's got the beautiful blend of, you know, appealing visuals, um, you know, being able to grow organically easy than some other platforms like Facebook or LinkedIn, but it's also got um, the DM feature. So you can really build those relationships with people. So it is, it's my main platform. This is where I'd say like 95% of my clientele come from. Um, and it is, it is a powerhouse. So yes, I'm glad that you're helping people on this because <laughs> it is, but you know what, given that Instagram can also be really frustrating. It can be like a love hate relationship. And this is what I hear from a lot of my clients when we start working together and some of my audience it can really be a love-hate relationship. So, you know, as far as, you know, the health and wellness space and health and wellness coaches, why, why is Instagram? Like, why do you recommend? I know I recommend using it to, you know, for my clients, but why do you recommend it? What is like, what are the benefits of really going headfirst into this platform? Yeah, um, totally agree. It can be a love-hate relationship. But um, the reason I believe it's worth it to spend time on that platform is that it does have the highest engagement out of all social media platforms. 
including Facebook, which is the most um, popular platform out there. Um, and with 60% of the population being visual learners, um, it's really important to have your marketing include pictures and videos so people can really understand exactly what they're um, wanting to work with when they see your profile. Um, also, 83% of people are using Instagram to discover new products and services. So when people are spending all this time on the platform, if they are looking for someone to work with um, and you're on there already, it just makes it so much easier for them to actually make that leap and decide to reach out and work with you. So kind of view Instagram as this online portfolio that everyone has constant access to and can easily share with others. So keeping it updated and providing value really pays off in the end. Yeah, 100%. Now, question for you. I love your stats, by the way. I'm such a stat geek when it comes to this kind of stuff. <laughs> now, I do, you know, I do work with a variety of age groups, right, for my health and wellness um, clients. And a lot of the hesitation I get from, you know, I would say my 40-year-old, 50-year-old clients are, well, is my ideal client on Instagram? So what is the age right now, like the age group that are hanging out on the platform? Yeah. So a lot of people are actually concerned about the age group on Instagram, but as the years go by, it really does increase in um, older people going on the platform as well. But yeah, the main age spread of um, consumers on that platform range from teens to mid 30s to 40s. So um, definitely if your ideal target audience is within that range, it's a perfect platform to, for you to be marketing on. I've also found, because I've been on the platform for, oh my gosh, going over four years now, <laughs> I have seen that there are there is an increase in age. Like, you know, some of my clients that deal with menopausal women are getting a lot of their clientele from there. Um, you know, and those are typically women that are over the age of 50. Uh, so it seems to every year attract like, uh, you know, an older group, an older, older demographic. And it seems like it is definitely going in that direction. So yes, it don't shy away if you're in <laughs> that age category, because there are a lot of people still using it in that age category for sure. Now, what are, you know, we're going into 2022 and we all know, and I think this is one of the biggest pet peeves that I personally have with Instagram. There are some good and bad about it, but I definitely, it drives me nuts sometimes is we're going into 2020 and we know this platform changes, you know, it like the algorithms change all the time. There's new trends, there's new things that, you know, that they updates that they do. What are you finding right now, Megan, is the best way to grow organically on the platform? Yeah, so there are a lot of changes going on, but one consistent um, change that's been happening is the rise of video content. Um, I think a big part of this has to do with TikTok, be TikTok becoming so popular, um, but the introduction of reels onto Instagram has made a huge turn for the platform and, um, using reels are almost, I consider like a free ad almost, you know, you're getting so much more exposure and, um, you're not paying any money for it. You're just creating a different type of content. So 
I definitely see the change towards more reels um, as definitely a positive one. Once you master making them and get over the fear of being on camera, which I know a lot of people do have, um, it really pays off and it's really fun to make actually. So I'd say try and stick to providing your value with video content. You don't have to be dancing or making funny faces or anything, but just talk to the camera and tell your audience, you know, what they need to know to be successful and people will really respond well to it. You're absolutely right. And I know that's one of the things that, you know, a lot of my new clients say when I'm like, you got to get on reels. I know you don't want to, is they don't want to dance around. They don't want to do these choreographs that you see on, you know, TikTok, Right. But it seems like the short form, like 15 second videos are doing a lot better than the longer ones. And, you know, typically it's just you sitting there and, saying a couple words or pointing to a few phrases, you know, so it really doesn't have to be complicated. And I, you know, and it is a learning curve. And it was for me when I first started, I was so awkward. I go back and look at some of my reels in the beginning and I'm like, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? We all are going to be there at one point. We have to get out of our comfort zone. And it's just, yeah, it is. It's a hundred percent worth the time because the reach is just so much more. And once you get used to it, it becomes fun, right? Like it really does. Yeah. And you do a great job with your reels, by the way. I was, <laughs> I was kind of <laughs> creeping on them before we jumped on the call here. <laughs> yeah, no, they're definitely really fun to make, especially when you're just doing what you love already and telling people everything that you're passionate about. Um, it should come pretty easily and doesn't really take too much time or as much time as people would think. Yeah, it doesn't. And you know, what you were saying about just kind of giving a few tips on reels can be, can just be easy. And I, and I, I see some of the trends out there that are happening right now that are doing really well. And that's, you know, let's say you have three tips to losing weight, um, you know, or beating belly bloat without, you know, cutting out your favorite foods. You can say it, and then pick a trending song to go in the background of it. And then that still gets your views at a very high rate as well. So I see that's really, really trending right now too. So yes, I am trying to put a little fire under the ASS of the people who are listening, because I do know a lot of you guys are nervous to get on reels and it's, it's definitely a good place for sure. And I'm sure you totally agree with me on that one. Don't you, Megan? Yes. A hundred percent, especially like trying to show your face um, in reels. I've experimented a lot with different types and the ones where you show your face and you seem passionate about what you're talking about, definitely do the best. Now, what other types of content are you finding are good for reach as well? Um, are you, you know, what, what other ones do you recommend for people to spend their time on? Yeah, so um, reels are obviously really good for reaching new people and getting more eyes on your actual profile. <laughs> But um, other types of uh, other types of um, content like carousel posts, where you provide a lot of value, um, get a lot of saves, and that's what people are looking back to. Um, and then also, those ones are getting a lot of shares, so you're kind of reaching all of their followers as well. Um, so I'd spend a lot of time on those types of content. So. 
carousels reels and what about like infographics or even just static photos are they still getting a pretty good reach or they're if the reach is pretty is pretty low on those ones yeah well pretty much only your followers see those posts so that's kind of why you see the dip in reach because reels are really shown to people who aren't following you um but they still are great to do. Um, you definitely can't just do reels. You kind of want to mix everything in. Um, and, you know, those posts are really great for telling people about, you know, exactly how you can help them and what you do, where reels kind of just provide the value for the people who don't know you yet, if that makes sense. Totally makes sense. Yes. So you can get in, in front of fresh new eyes and yeah, it's worth it. So Question for you. Yes, we all know that Reels is best for organic reach to get a new audience. Now, let's chat a little bit about hashtags. Are they still are they still relevant? I know they were losing traction, you know, in 2021 and even in 2020. What's happening in 2022 with hashtags? Are they even worth putting on? Yeah, so I still think hashtags are definitely worth keeping on your posts. Um, you definitely want to use at least a couple to kind of just not only have people find your content through hashtags, but it also is like a signal towards Instagram of what category your content goes in. So if you're, um, you know, a health and wellness expert um, and you do a health and wellness uh, hashtag, Instagram then sees what this type of content is about and will make sure to show it to the correct people. So it's definitely important to still use, but um, I wouldn't rely on that being your main strategy of having people find your content. And how many are like, is there a sweet spot on the number that you should be putting on? Um, I mean, I've tried a lot of different numbers of hashtags. I usually end up doing anywhere from 15 to 20. The max amount you can do is 30, but I find that 15 to 20 really gets the main point across. You don't want to confuse um, the algorithm with too many different hashtags. Um, so I find that just that middle ground of 15 and 20 works pretty well. Yeah, and I think that because now and here, here it's, it's awesome chatting with you because you hear all these things where it's like, okay, hashtags don't put any more than 15 and then some people are saying don't put hashtags in the comments maybe you have to put them in the caption or they won't work is that true yeah i've heard a lot of differences i always put them in the caption because why do the extra step of putting it in the comments um but i really don't think that it matters either way like whatever you find is easier for you just get them up there, you know? So don't even stress about that. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. I know that is a thing I get asked a lot. So that's why I wanted to ask <laughs> you. Um, so question for you. So, you know, this is what I get asked also a lot, you know, especially with my clients that I start working with, I get this, you know, Christine, I'm posting every day. I'm, you know, I'm putting hashtags in there. I think I have a good caption, um, but I'm not growing my audience, right? So besides the reels, and we know that's the best way to get in front of fresh new eyes, you know, what would you say to somebody that's just, you know, been trying to grow their account for, you know, a couple of months now, maybe even six months to a year, but they're seeing that they're on that follower 
unfollow roller coaster and they just can't seem to get that number up. Yeah. Um, I definitely hear a lot of this where people are kind of stuck, if you will. Um, so yeah, if you're still creating reels and coming up with consistent content, um, it does take time, but some ways to kind of just boost it a little bit would be, um, try collaborating with other people. So you could do a, a live video with someone else who has, you know, more followers than you or just a different following than you. You could create a collaborative post or reel. This way you're reaching a whole other audience in addition to your own. And um, doing this consistently will really get more eyes on your account without having to do too much more. Um, and it can be fun to work with other people you know, in your industry um, and just make those extra connections and who knows who they know who they might refer to you. So it can be a really fun way to kind of build your community on Instagram and really try to reach a new audience at the same time. Yeah, it's huge. And that's something I teach my clients too, is that you have to partner with other business owners in this, you know, that have a similar audience to you. And that's the best way, you know, it's a win-win for both parties. And it has, you know, last year I did a business summit and it was on um, Instagram live. And just that one little segment where I got on and spoke for 45 minutes, I got 15 new followers that were targeted. And I know a lot of people are like, oh, that's not a big number, but it's, that's a vanity metric, right? It's all about targeted. And out of those 15 followers, I signed three clients. So you can see the, the payback is huge, right? So oh, yeah. it's definitely, definitely worthwhile doing that. Now, if somebody was like, okay, well, how do I find these people? Where's the best place to go and find someone to do some collaborations with on Instagram? Um, so generally, uh, it's always a good idea to follow people who work uh, in similar fields as you do for inspiration to kind of just keep track of trends going on. So let's say you are looking for people who do the same thing as you, but with a slightly different targeted audience. Um, you could search in keywords into Instagram that are similar to what you do and find these people who, you know, either have a similar following you slightly more, um, follow them, reach out to them, kind of just engage with their content and build that relationship and then see if they're willing to collaborate with you and you know maybe they'll want to do a live video and have great results like you did so yeah even though 15 doesn't seem like a big number that's 15 people who already committed to wanting to see your content more so I think that's huge and I think everyone can learn from your success story there yeah I love it I know it's it was it was amazing I was like Oh my gosh. <laughs> you know, like I did a lot of collaborations when I had my nutrition business and, you know, I was like, I, it was just, I had a, I was part of a business mastermind and it was, you know, a ton of yoga instructors, nutritionists, dietitians, all those sort of things. And then I was like, well, that really helped explode my business. I need to do the same thing with my business coaching business as well. And it's, it's huge. Like the, the return on investment is massive, massive. So question for you, 
you know, a lot of my audience, they are a lot of people listening. They're, they're still working their nine to fives. You know, they have families, you know, a lot of them are like, I can't, I don't have time to spend all, you know, hours a day on Instagram, trying to build my account and post every single day. What do you say to people like that who really just don't have a lot of time to set aside on a daily basis to keep up with Instagram and building their audience and getting new clientele coming in? Yeah, so this is a good point, actually, and a good question. Um, I would say literally set a timer for yourself every single day for just 15 to 20 minutes. You can do that in the morning, during your lunch break, um, when you get home at night, just set a timer and just spend that time completely committed to Instagram. And I don't mean just scroll through reels the whole time and get distracted, like be very intentional with the things that you choose to do on the platform in those 15 minutes. Um, I would say it's really important to one, um, post content in that 15 minutes, but also try engaging with other um, accounts. So make sure you're not only liking people's photos, but try commenting, reacting to their stories, um, DMing people to see how they are, what's new, make these connections and really um, get that one-to-one with the people in your community in that short amount of time, because that's uh, what really pays off. So um, again, trying to post your content maybe even throw a story up there and then engage one-on-one with as many people as you can in that amount of time. Building those relationships is so, so important. And I am so 100% guilty of doing the real. I call <laughs> it like going down the trap of looking for new ideas for reels. Cause like you literally, I I've been there before where it's like, Oh my God, it's an hour. <laughs> like Save, yeah. save, save. And I'm like, okay, I need to actually make them now. <laughs> yeah. You know what I've started to do to not go down that trap is go on your reels tab and literally close your eyes. Don't watch it. Just listen for the trending sounds and try to see what you can make with the sound. And then once you find them, then save them. And that saves so much time because I'm not getting caught up in watching everyone's video. I'm just listening for what I could post from it. That is an awesome tip. I'm going to totally try that. Cause I mean, it really is about the audio and making it your own. Right. But it's just, sometimes you're like, Oh, I really like this song. I'm going to go to, <laughs> to this, to the page and see what else people are doing with this. Right. And then it's yeah. just like, Oh my goodness. I've just watched like five or six reels of the same song. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it can be, it can be a trap. So I love that tip. I'm totally going to try that for sure. So what are you seeing right now? I mean, like just just in general, with some of the clients that you've worked with and, you know, service providers in general, what are some of the big mistakes that you're seeing that people are making on, on Instagram that are, you know, either kind of really hindering their growth or hindering them from getting clients on the platform? Yeah. So my, the biggest mistake I see, um, business owners, entrepreneurs making on Instagram would definitely be only posting promotional content. So all they're doing is bragging about like what they do and how they do it, who they help, which is great. You want to be able to tell people how you can help them, but that should only be about 20% of your content. And the rest of it should be 
you know, educational posts, motivational posts, personal posts, or even funny posts. So, you know, the promotional should be what people see once they've already committed to following you and that they like what you do and they're thinking about working with you. Um, but what really draws people in and helps you grow your account is that educational aspect. You're giving them something for free. You know, you're telling them little tips here and there, what they should be doing already. And then from there, they're like, oh my gosh, I want more. I love this person's content. And that's when they go on your profile and then they see your promotional stuff and they're like, okay, this is how I can work with that person. So kind of just shifting from me, 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 promotional, promotional to how do I help them? And then that really draws them in and makes them want to work with you even more. Yeah. And one of the things I see a lot too, especially in the health and wellness space is, um, fluffy content, right? Where there, there's no substance to it. Like maybe they're taking a photo of their smoothie and, you know, their whole profile is, you know, them, of what kind of food they're eating and exercising, you know, all that kind of stuff. And so they don't really have a message on their page. Like there's nothing really there. They doesn't really scream. Like I help, you know, women get over menopausal weight. It doesn't scream that it just screams, Oh, this person likes a healthy lifestyle. Right. Right. You see that a lot too, when you're helping your clientele that it's like that kind of fluffy inspirational content overrides everything else. Yeah. So you don't want to confuse your potential clients with a bunch of different types of content. If you're really sticking to your message of exactly who you're wanting to help and how you get them there, that's going to be the best way to really get them to convert and like become from a follower to an actual client. Um, I see some people trying to, like you said, example would be posting food they're eating which is great. Like that could be something you put on your story once in a while, or like, that's just a hobby of yours is like meal prepping maybe, but, um, your main content and what should be on your actual feed is how you help people. So like, for example, I love coffee and I love like working out and stuff like that. I don't post that on my actual feed, but I'll make stories about that because it's relatable and people can DM me, be like, oh my gosh, what do you order at Starbucks? I get that all the time. Um, But my actual content, what they're going on my profile for is who I help and how I help them. So keeping that like line there is really important. I totally agree. Yeah. And like, I usually say to my clients, you want to put a little bit of personal flair into your, your captions, right? Kind of show your personality a bit. um, But you really the things that you're doing behind the scenes of your business, right? The food you're eating, the workouts you're doing, you know, the walking through the forest with your dogs, um, you know, the, the healthy meals you're cooking for your family, that kind of stuff all needs to be in the stories. And that's where you get that, that no like, and trust from your audience more is in the stories. Right. And one of the greatest analogies I ever heard, and this was from a social media manager that I worked with a long time ago. She said, your profile, especially on Instagram needs to be your storefront. So think about like, if you had a brick and mortar and you had, you know, you had a window, what would you display on that window to let everybody know what you do? And that's exactly what you should be doing on your, 
on your profile as well. So yeah, I see, I see a lot of fluffy stuff all the time. That's one of the biggest things that I have to really drill into a lot of my clients is you have to get, you have to flip, you have to flip all that fluffy stuff needs to go in your stories and you need to have your storefront in on your feed. Um, now question for you. So what type of content are you finding, you know, now, you know, especially in the health and wellness space, what type of content should people really be focusing on? Like, to, you know, maybe they've been posting a little bit, they're not getting any kind of traction with what they've been posting. They're not getting people asking about their programs. What's the best type of content that you're finding that really helps to create that desire for their services, their program and services? Yeah. So I guess it's pretty easy to think of it this way. So reels are what get new people to your account, but they're not loyal followers yet. So you're really trying to do broad educational content for that. And then feed posts, carousels are people who, or you're showing it to people who are already following you. They might be your loyal followers. They, so you can make it a little bit more niche down to exactly how you would help them. Um, and, you know, tell people about your services and your programs but stories are actually where you sell the programs and what you're doing because those are your most loyal followers. Like for people to view your story every day, that means that on their homepage, your little circle with your profile picture on, in it um, is one of the first ones, you know? So they're always looking at your content. They already love you and what you do. So when you take the time to make a really good story about you know, your services and how you can help them. Um, stories are where you're generally going to get the most conversion. So I'd focus on kind of that funnel. So reels are where you start. Um, you make that for people who are new to you and your profile, and then all the way down to stories, which are specific for the people who are the most likely to convert to your actual clients. So I hope that makes sense. That totally makes sense. And I love that actually. So like I talk a lot about cold, warm, and hot leads. So, so reels would be for your cold audience, obviously, right? Yes. Or so. And then, um, and then carousels infographics are for more of the warmer, your warmer audience. Yes. Yeah. And then obviously your stories are kind of the warm, maybe hot, like going into the hot leads, right. In the, in the stories for sure. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Awesome. I love that. I'm actually writing that down. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. That is great. You know, and it's kind of nice to think about like that visual of that funnel system, right? Because I think a lot of people, you know, in, in both my programs that I have, my one-on-one -on -one and my group, you know, there's a huge section module there on content strategy. And I think that people don't, when one of the things I see is a lot of new entrepreneurs and coaches do not have a, a strategy at all. They're just throwing stuff out there and being like, oh, I hope this sticks, you know, and not knowing exactly what works. So this is a great visual for, for somebody to kind of just, you know, start to kind of think about how the flow of a, you know, a cold lead going into a warm to hot lead would come in. Now, one of the things I saw on your Instagram profile was, talking about uh, utilizing polls and questions in the stories. 
how often are you doing, like how often do you recommend utilizing those engagement stickers when you're posting stories on Instagram? Oh, all the time. Um, I always look at my story analytics and which stories are viewed by the most people and get the highest interactions. Um, and they're always the ones with polls on them. So kind of like a trick, and I tell my clients this as well, if you're seeing like lower story views, um, you kind of just want to reset. Don't post for 24 hours on your story. So that way there's no stories lingering. You don't have anything posted on your story. And then early the next morning, you want to post a picture of yourself. So something with your face in it and a poll sticker. And the question doesn't even have to be, you know, super intense. It could be like, are you feeling happy today? Are you feeling not so happy today? You know, like something that people can easily vote on. It doesn't take a lot of thought for them to press a button. Um, and this gets the highest engagement out of all the uh, stories that I post. So it kind of just um, shows people who you are. They see your face. That's trust value right there. And then you're asking them a simple question. People go on stories, you know, to engage and interact. So if you have an easy poll for them to answer, they're so likely to actually engage with it. Um, and that is, makes it kind of fun for them too. So like some days I'll do um, like a game almost and just have 10 stories with all polls and people just vote on, you know, one or the other. It's funny things like which food do you prefer or um, what shade of this color in this home decor do you prefer? And people just vote on it because they love to see, you know, who's voting on what. And then those do very well. So um, I would definitely implement the pull stickers, question stickers, or even like the slider uh, sticker as many times as you can. Yeah, it works like a hot damn. And I always find that the 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 simplest the question, the simpler it is, the more you get engagement, right? So yeah, I find that, you know, every, every so often, probably every three stories, I'll do some type of, you know, story that asks my audience about, you know, their struggles, their goals, their desires, right? A little bit of market research stuff. I find those don't get as many engagements, but if I do something silly, like, I'm on coffee number three today. How many of you had, right? Like, and then people are like, I'm on my fifth one. <laughs> like yeah. just silly things like that. Or, you know, like, um, you know, starting of the week on Monday, uh, you know, ready to smash my goals this week. You know, who's, who's with me. And like so many people, just that slider one, I find works really, really well too, just for engagement. Um, now, when people engage on your stories, are you, do you go reach out to them after Megan and, and start a conversation with them? How, how do you kind of create that conversation after they do that? Yeah. So this is actually like a really good point because you don't want to go into, you know, being spammy either. So um, it's really important to know when you should DM people and when it's just a little bit too much. Um, I hate when people spam DM me with things I'm not interested in. Um, so basically how I do it is if people are just simply voting on a poll, um, I don't reach out to them after because I wanna encourage people to do that, like no strings attached. I want people to vote their opinion. I love seeing the results of my followers um, and getting their opinions on things. Um, 
But if I have a question sticker and I'm asking them, you know, what are they getting done that week? Then a lot of people just respond with, you know, their favorite part of their week or what they're going to accomplish this week. Then I reply to them individually saying like, you got this or, you know, I'm really excited to see how this turns out. Um, I think that's a perfect way to kind of just start a conversation with someone who's already making the first move by answering your um, question sticker. Um, so I think kind of making them make that first initial move and then you're the one who actually turns it into a conversation in the DMs. So um, I think that's kind of important to talk about, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's, it's absolutely right. I like to, because <coughs> when someone responds to your story, it'll go to your DM a lot of times. And so if that happens, I'll usually just send them like a, a heart emoji or, you know, something like that, letting them know that, Hey, I recognize that you, you know, you, you slid the bar or you said yes or no, you know, recognizing them a little bit, but I always find that the, the best ones and, and what I usually recommend for my clients to do is at least one time a week, do a strategic story post where you're asking about, you know, for instance, we're going into 2022, right? Mm -hmm. What, you know, ask them, Hey, what are your biggest fitness goals for 2022? You know, and, and maybe just do a, <clears throat> you know, I, uh, give them two choices, right? I want to lose 10 pounds. You know, I want to lean up by the summertime or whatever, which one of these those are good ones to go back to and then chat with people about, but unless it's specific to like a struggle or pain point or desire, I think you're right. It can get really, really spammy if you kind of do it the wrong way for sure. Yeah, definitely. Totally agree. Now, do you utilize your DMS a lot for sales from Instagram? Yeah. So, um, I try not to uh, immediately DM people after I follow them, if they're an ideal client. Um, but a lot of times I am just posting a lot and getting my content out there that people that are following me, like either weeks or months later, will just DM and be like, I've seen your content. I've been following you for this long and I'm so ready to work with you. And, um, I kind of find that if you're posting the right types of content, it's Instagram is working for you and people will reach out if they're interested. You're kind of attracting the correct people instead of going out and like spending a lot of time just trying to build these conversations where your content should be doing that. And you're just responsible for following up with them and actually like following through the sale. So I think that, um, you know, if you really have a relationship with the person and you're, you're talking to them a lot on Instagram and they are your ideal client, definitely reach out and see if they need any help. But other than that, like your content should be attracting these people for you. And um, if they're reacting to your stories and DMing you, that's kind of just inv an invitation to invite them to work with you. So um, it's kind of a mixture of both and you really just have to read what the right move is based off how they're reacting and how much they're enjoying your content too. So, yeah, yeah. And it's true. And, you know, there's, it's a beautiful thing to have a combination of both, right? Like I just had 
the other day, I just had a, a client um, or a potential client. He's not client yet, but most likely will be. He's been following me since the beginning and he was working with another business coach for a long time. And we did have a conversation, you know, in, I think in March of last year. And then he, he saw a story of mine of one of my client testimonials. And he just reached out and said, you know, what, I'm ready to, to work with you. I've been seeing, you know, what you're doing for the last year and let's hop on a call and chat. Right. So you will, you will get those people as long as you're consistent with everything you do. And another thing, if you kind of want to fast track it a little bit, like maybe you're, you're doing this stuff, but you're not getting a lot of traction. Well, do you have something to give away for free? Do you have something of value? I always find this is a real secret, you know, that I, I do that really helps build that relationship kind of creates more of a, a warmer prospect is if you have a freebie or free training or a masterclass or something that you have to offer, why not do a story and, and promote it and just say, who wants me to send, send you this, you know, free blueprint or this free masterclass training. And that gets a lot of, of traction as well, because people love consuming free content, especially if it's, you know, a bit higher level than what you have on your profile. And it's a really good way to build that relationship with the audience for sure. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Like having that call to action at the end of, you know, even a caption or at the bottom of your bio, telling people to just click the link in your bio and they'll get free stuff. Like so many people will do that. And that's just a great way to, like you said, make that connection and have them be able to consume a little bit more of your content for free. Yeah, for sure. Awesome, my dear. So we're getting close to the end. I'm going to chat with you about Instagram all day because <laughs> <laughs> it's just a rabbit hole. I have, you know, it really is. Now, before we kind of wrap things up, do you have any, like any tips or any kind of action steps that you can, you know, give the audience, um, on, you know, something that they can really utilize and take away from this episode, as far as being able to uh, grow their accounts or get, get clients from Instagram. Yeah. So my number one tip is that consistency is so much more important than quantity. If you can only post once a week with your schedule, then do that. Don't overdo it. And then you can't follow through in a month or two. Stick with what you can do. It'll take time, but you will see results. Have fun with it. Um, make it something that you enjoy doing and look forward to. And you'll find that your followers will see how much fun you're having also and enjoy your content just that much more. That's fantastic. I love that. That's so crucial. Consistency is key for sure. Thank you so much, my dear. Now, where can I send everybody to find out more about you and what you do and let us know, like, you know, what are the services that you're providing? Do you have anything up and coming? Where can they go to have a conversation with you after this episode? Yeah, so I'm on a lot of platforms, but my hub is definitely Instagram. So people can go there. Um, my As far as services, I help clients with just simple strategy calls one-on-one. -on -one. Um, but my main offer is actually a VIP day where I help them implement and strategize their Instagram in just one day. And this is for people who are really, you know, taking off of their business and they can't let their Instagram fall behind. So I really just help them strategize it and 
feel confident enough to run it on their own and make it happen with the busy lifestyle that they already have. So yeah, definitely reach out to me on Instagram. I love talking to people on there. Um, and yeah, I'm really excited to see uh, any new followers I get. I can't wait to reach out. Awesome. Awesome. I will have the links to your, I think you have a website as well, right? So I'll have the link to your website and your Instagram account below for everybody to go there. And once again, my dear, thank you for coming on. That was awesome. I can chat with you about this even more. (laughs) (laughs) And I look forward to hopefully chatting with you again in the future. Yeah, I can't wait. Thank you so much for having me on. This was so fun. You are welcome. Take care now. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved what you heard, be sure to let me know by leaving a rating and review on iTunes so I can keep the good stuff coming your way. And be sure to follow me on my social media. You can head over to my Instagram and join my private Facebook community for even more biz tips to help you achieve massive results in your business. Links are provided for each below. I appreciate you so, so much. See you in the next episode. Till then, go out, build your empire and create a massive impact in the world. You got this boss.